You're listening to a podcast from 702. Bongani Mingwa. 702 Afternoon Drive, 3 to 6. Of course, at this time uh, on a Monday, we do speak to a leading media practitioner and editor, leading journalist, to try and get a sense of what the news cycle looks like for the coming week. So stories to keep an eye on. Uh, and of course, we are now joined by Peter Dutoy, who's the Huffington Post editor-in-chief in South Africa. Peter, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Thank you so much and good afternoon to your listeners. Of course, the big story, no doubt, for almost all of December is going to be the ANC's national conference. Five days to go. Bongani, absolutely. It's, it's quite remarkable to think that it's, it's, it's almost to a day, a decade ago that we had the Polokwane conference and we all know how important that conference turned out to be for our immediate futures. And uh, we're all heading to Nazrek on, uh, on, 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 on Saturday for the conference that will last until next Wednesday. And uh, next week, Monday evening, uh, we'll have a pretty good idea who will be, our, who will be the ANC's next leader rather, for the next five years. Any predictions, Peter? <laughs> Only a fool would predict something like this now, Bongani. But I do think I think it's it's clear that there are some there are some trends. Uh, Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa will be going uh, into the conference uh, with, a, uh, with 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 a form of of of, of much more confident than he would have been a couple of months ago. But of course, we know things change very quickly. Of course, Zanat Lamini Zuma has a very strong ground operation going, so it's it'll be a fool that will make a, a, yeah. a, a prediction now. Um, but it will be a close-run thing. That, that much we can guarantee. And, of course, let's not forget, uh, some of the voting is going to be happening in secret, so it's not as if people are going to be exactly able to tell what uh, the delegates decided to do in that final moment, and I think that's where the trade-offs are going to be happening behind the scenes. Absolutely right. In, in, at at Polokwane and at Mangaung, you know, there was, there was visible and, 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 and very, very clear intimidation of candidates. Candidates, when they went into the voting booths, they were implored or they were forced uh, and they were bribed and bought out to, to, to take pictures with their cell phones of their polling, uh, of, 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 the, of, of, you know, where they made their crosses. Um, and they had to send that out to, to their handlers. And this time around, cell phones will not be allowed in the polling booths, which makes for a very interesting uh, dynamic because we've heard some delegates saying they've been offered uh, from 15,000 rands up until 70,000 rands for their vote. But there's just no way uh, with, uh, f- f- for, for them to, 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 to give a guarantee to anyone that they vote, uh, voted how their handlers wanted them to vote. So it, it, it will make for something very interesting. Of course, we also know that delegates aren't, uh, they won't be held to the mandates that they were given by their branches. Uh, they don't have to vote like their provinces asked them to. So there's a lot, lot, lot at play uh, over the next couple of days. There's a lot at play at Nazareth on Saturday and Sunday uh, when, 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 when delegates can still be swayed yeah. vote one way or the other. Of course, uh, in sporting parlance, it's anyone's game at this stage. And of course, Steinoff is another story that's just not going away. What, 300 billion rand almost later all gone. I mean, can, can this news year just end up, please? Because you know we've been we've been inundated as journalists by massive news stories every single week. Last week, when when the final thing broke, I think all the news rooms in the country were uh, uh, getting things ready for the ANC Nazareth conference. And then uh, the, the Steinoff scandal is a big story. You know, uh, uh, I, I saw over the weekend on social media there was a lot of criticism on the media saying that the media have been ignoring the story, which I totally disagree with. You know, we've been covering 702 has been covering it every single media outlet 
um, has been covering this story from every conceivable angle. Um, and it's something that everyone will still be following up. Um, you know, we, we talk about corruption in the public sector. This much, this has made it as clear as daylight that corruption in the private sector is every bit as bad as it is in the public sector. And of course, the, the continuing fallout, I guess, on Mkholis Nglasana's uh, uh, termination, or at least the idea that he can't yeah. be brought back, that judgment by the High Court in Pretoria on Friday. Bungaya, that's another example because, you know, the, the news cycle moves so bloody quickly. You know, last week we were in the middle of preparations for Nazareth. Then the Steinhoff story broke, which is a, which is a massive story. Then on Friday, the High Court in Pretoria, of course, like you said, um, uh, ordered that uh, Sean Abrams must vacate his position as National Director of Public Prosecutions. We, d- we haven't yet had the time to properly digest, I think, uh, what that judgment means. It, 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 it really is a far-reaching judgment. It takes away certain powers from the president confers it on the deputy president and of course there's serious political repercussions in that as well so that's a story that we still need to to follow up and 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 unpack and keep the pressure on uh, on the powers that be so that there's uh, a swift conclusion so that we can move on in, in, in that area well not so fast would say sean abrams because of course the extension for that deadline for the president to make representations on whether or not he should be charged has been extended by sean abrams so he's kind of still there until the deputy president President, uh, if he does do so, appoints a new NDPP, Sean is still in that seat. Is, isn't Sean Abrams such a wonderful friend to our president? You know, uh, you know the question needs to be asked, would, would normal South Africans uh, get the same leniency or the same courtesy from the National Director of Public Prosecutions? We all know that they, you know, there's, there's, not a need, there's not a lot of new representations that the president can make. Now, he's had enough time. Uh, all the other affected parties have made their representations. Why couldn't the president uh, uh, deliver his representation in time? Um, you know, so, so there's, there's a lot of political machinations going on in the background, but I think, uh, uh, I think from the president's point of view, he made a very good call when he, when he appointed Sean Abrams, didn't he? Peter Tutoy, Huffington Post editor-in-chief on the line there from Johannesburg. Those are the stories he says you should keep an eye out for this week. The National uh, con- the national Conference of the ANC begins in five days. Of course, the Steinhoff's not going to go away. A continuing fallout of that High Court judgment in Pretoria from Friday. And, of course, the extension for the president to make additional representations on his possible corruption case.